Is it even on the menu? Oh, there it is. Impossible Whopper. Outing it. Are you are you planning to get it with without mayonnaise or with mayonnaise? Just get the standard issue. Huh? I'll just get the standard issue. Why don't you get the standard issue? Okay. You like that? Want anything else, milkshake? Can I get an Impossible Whopper just um, uh, by itself? More cheese on it? Um, no thanks. Alright, anything else? That's all. That's where you're here to go. To go? You have a name. Don. I think they're taking the Impossible part very seriously. Welcome to Vegan Sympathizer for episode two. Um, I'm here, I'm Don Steinberg, I'm here with Vance Lemko, and we are not only on our second episode, but we are trying to fix the things that we screwed up in the first episode. <laughs> One is which trying to get a little bit better sound quality. Hopefully this works. Um, we're in a different kind of room. And second is saying our full real names and... Um, I thought um, that was a big complaint with the first one. People were like, "Who are they? I have no idea who they are." Don and Vance could be anybody. It could be. It, yeah, um, I thought um, it would help um, bolster our credentials if people knew that Vance Lemko is a, a an authority on vegan issues. And I mentioned that <laughs> before, but you have, um, have been a, a writer, a columnist. You've done a couple books. Yeah. Uh, about vegan issues, you now run a vegan walking tour of yeah. Philadelphia vegan history. Yeah, exactly. And very recently, since the f first episode, you have started doing some work for the actual vegan society, the American Vegan Society. Yeah. So that's um, like the big. That's like the major league of veganism. It well, okay, yeah, it's it's the big show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me, my my background is just a journalist. A, I write humor. Um, and. Uh, I am a lifelong meat guy, like a lot of people, and uh, I've grown to, to feel like I, I should be exploring this world of um, eating eating less animals. Eating fewer animals, Don. Yeah. Come on, I thought you said you were a journalist. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> see, I wasn't planning to say animals. And <laughs> All I was, right. So you the last meat, was... Which, that would make sense. Yes. Okay. So we picked up this... Burger King Impossible Whopper, which I do believe is the gateway product for meat eaters into the world of eating less meat. Could be. Yeah. I mean, aside from like, like just have an apple, you know, whatever. <laughs> but if you if you want to pretend you're eating a hamburger, this is the best way right now. I do believe the Impossible yeah. Whopper. The commercials make it sound 
uh, and possibly like a Whopper without having any real beef in it. Right. We this is um, we just picked this up. It's it was like six dollars, right? But yeah, I don't know. Five sixty nine. A little bit more than a regular Whopper. Yeah. And um, it smells like one. Mm, smells good. It looks like like one. I got it without cheese, and um, they do put real mayonnaise on it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so technically, this is not something a, a, a real vegan would would eat. Yeah, there's not a vegan product it's as not, as served. Well, you what can they don't theoretically get it pretty close to vegan. Yeah. Well, they actually they they technically don't sell it as a vegan thing, right? They say it, it's an impossible whopper. It's plant based instead yeah. of meat, but they don't. Yeah, they don't care about the thing, and we vegans don't really care about whether you get it and consider it vegan or not. We just we want you to eat the, that this whopper versus the other whopper. So we're gonna taste it. I'm gonna taste it. Yeah, the royal we. And then and then we can discuss the implications. Okay. Of what it tastes like. All right. Don is chewing right now. I'm worried that mm. the chewing sounds wouldn't necessarily mm. be loud enough. So I'm explaining that. Okay. He's, he's <laughs> rolling his eyes, not like an eye roll kind of thing, but like looking this way and that, as though trying to evaluate whether it really is close enough or not close enough. It's impossible. <laughs> okay. No, you know, uh, it. In in some ways, it it reminds you how little the, the beef patty is is really essential to the taste of a Whopper. Right. It's the it's the mayonnaise, tomato, lettuce. Yeah. And then and then some kind of salty, like slab in the middle. Sure. So yeah, I mean, I, I, this is this is truly passable. Okay, that's why they call it the passable Whopper. I um. But am I not getting a strong? <laughs> That's Wonder Bread you're thinking of, not the Whopper. Oh, well. Um, so they do make a version of this, like in like there's a little asterisk if you go into the Burger King and it says if you want a, a, an Impossible Whopper that is truly vegan, you can like fill out this form and we'll have one to you in like three weeks. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, we decided to not. Go that route for this particular thing, but just get it right out the menu. And they unwittingly supplied us with it, just as though all we wanted was to to eat it for lunch. Well, what's the what's the difference on that version? And it, it, why is this version not vegan? And what what does that one do? Well, you said you got it with cheese for one thing. <laughs> they do not. Right? Did you, is there cheese on it or not? I can't see the cheese. No. There's no cheese? I have had cheese on. No, no cheese. Okay, well then if there's not cheese, it's the mayonnaise that really is the key thing. Um, although, I mean, we can get into the bun thing if you want now. That's more of a marginal issue. But uh, Yeah, what, what you were saying something about the bun not being vegan? Well, it's not... It's not suitable for vegans, given that it could, it might theoretically be vegan or it might not be vegan, because there are dough conditioners that come from animal and human sources that uh, 
you never know which one they're they're going to be having used at a given batch. And uh, so given that you don't know whether it's vegan or not, vegans tend to treat non-vegan buns or treat regular uh, buns and rolls that have conditioners like uh, L-cysteine and datum in them as though they are non-vegan. What's a bun conditioner? A bun conditioner sounds like something for your hair. Well, it's just it's, it's something that makes the dough, I guess, more a better texture or easier to work with, Can or I, something that, it, that it's mainly things that they use in extremely small amounts that they've just used forever because they have certain supply chains in which they could change. And there are people who make non-vegan buns and rolls also that seem to work just as well, uh, but. If you don't know that it's definitely a vegan bun or a vegan roll, um, then uh, a vegan is is probably going to uh, generally avoid it. Or, as I've seen some vegans do, pretend that they don't know or haven't heard that it's not vegan. <laughs> so there's many vegans that I know that are eating Impossible Whoppers with the buns and pretending that they're not sure, you know, whether they haven't heard that it's not vegan. So... For a lot of people, that's just not worth getting as worked up over as something like mayonnaise or cheese or meat that you know for sure that, that came from an animal. All right, so there could be there could be some weird hair care products in these buns and <laughs> that make them non-vegan. So, um, yeah, what one thing that I, w- I was thinking about when we were talking about looking at at these plant-based burgers is. The idea that you know they're, they're really aimed at people like me who like hamburgers um, and vegan sympathizers, but not really hardcore vegans. Eating, eating pre- pretending to eat a hamburger is not a huge part of the vegan lifestyle, yeah. right? Yeah, and there there is, uh, I think, a misconception among many, uh, not necessarily all, but many meat eaters that being vegan is like being an, a recovering alcoholic that you've. You've identified this thing that that you shouldn't have, and you want to try not to have it, but you're constantly drawn back to it because it's so overwhelming. Um, and I mean, alcohol is an addictive uh, substance, and and meat really doesn't have that same quality. It just has kind of the tradition and the you know the societal uh, imprimatur that makes it so dominant. But I, I don't think that there are a lot of vegans out there that are like, oh, great, I can finally have this thing that I've been waiting and hoping to be able to eat, a burger that tastes like meat. Now, I mean, there are probably some people, but I should say that, you know, I was one of the big, biggest people. I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I think I did that I, I went, before I went vegetarian, I was all about uh, loving meat and just loving the taste of it and loving burgers and you know, it's not, once I stopped it, it wasn't ever something that I felt like, oh, I wish I could have that again. It was more like, yeah, well, that was then, and now I eat other things. So, I, I was thinking about how um, now this this sort of, this plant-based burger has become such a big industry. There was a big story in the New York Times, and these companies are going public and making millions and billions um, uh, in, 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 in raising capital and you have been out there for a long time kind of as the, the tip of the spear mm. um, making um, sort of and what did you get out of it? 
You know, you know. <laughs> I think you're like yeah. the you're like the Greta Thunberg of of diet change. Wow, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, for vegans, the appeal of the Impossible Whopper is having people like yourself eat that instead of a, a regular Whopper. Every burger that we can have be plant based rather than not plant based. It's to our advantage if in that the vegan agenda is that people continually eat less and less meat or fewer and fewer animals. Um, so making something like this available at such a prominent uh, venue, such a, you know, in such a big mainstream context, that I think is what excites vegans the most right. about it. And that's why we don't care whether, you know, you may get it with mayo, you may get it on a bun that we don't know whether it's vegan. And we don't need to care about that because you don't care about that as long as you're eating it. Uh, you know, if you decide to go vegan, then we can have the talk about the bun later. Is, is there any concern about getting in bed with the biggest sellers of beef yeah. in the world? Yeah, there are many people who have concerns about that. And that's, that's I'm not one of those people, but there is definitely a population... Uh, among the vegan community that um, will not support this because it's at Burger King and they don't yeah. want to give it to Burger they give money to Burger King because Burger King will turn around and take that money and spend it on killing animals but I make the point that vegans you know so that you, you never live you in can't a can't kill them for free they what you can't kill them for free <laughs> Surprisingly, no. It's like everybody that you want to have kill an animal, you have to pay them to do it. It's weird. Well, I read somewhere that if you go to a Burger King or McDonald's and you get a hamburger, there could be like meat or flesh from like 10 different animals, 100 different cows sure. in that burger. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, that's how ground beef. And now some works. people might say, oh, that's gross. And some, I, to me, that's like biodiversity. Well, I mean, it is it is biodiversity within the constricted system of, of that particular food item, yeah. And, and which makes you stronger. Well, there, there I would have to disagree. You see, you're, you're kind of equivocating there. You're getting the, the power of a hundred cows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also a hundred different chances for the feces from those cows to make it into your burger. So you have to worry about whether it's going to be cooked at high enough temperature to cook those feces so that they're uh, not going to attack you when you eat them. Right. Where if you get a steak, it's you know it's all from one animal. Theoretically, yeah. you yes. get chicken... See, when I do chicken wings, I know that every odd-numbered chicken wing I eat is one more chicken that died. Well, yeah, that's true. Because yeah. if the second one, I, I put that on the on the same chicken as the first wing. Yeah. Even though they're not always... So do you do you get a bunch of chicken wings, just like separate out the even-numbered ones? And so you're like, well, this way the chicken won't have died because I'll only eat one of the wings available per chicken. I, yeah, I don't know. It's not scientific. <laughs> but um, anyway. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about... I, about the the number of cows that comprise a maybe a commercial hamburger mm -hmm. and how processed that is and then people say oh well these 
these plant-based burgers are very processed, and mm-hmm. if we're if we want to be organic and, and natural, get away from processed foods that are packaged. Yeah. That, then these are these are these are chemical creations. These are these are made in the lab, right? Right. Sure. The lab. So, um, how could they be good for you? They're not particularly good for you. That's the <laughs> bottom line. Yeah, but, but the thing is that what they're replacing is less good for you. And that's something that uh, is a given uh, in according to basic raw data of nutrition and nutritive elements, but which has now been put up for grabs by a lot of uh, the journalism that was done over the course of this year, where people were writing articles about these processed burgers Put it, stacking the Impossible Whopper up against the regular Whopper and stacking Beyond Meat against yeah. other burgers and saying, ah, oh, there's no point in changing, which well, they say, look, I that disagree with. I, I got this article out of a, um, a very reputable um, women's magazine, and it said, uh, th- it's very comparable. Calories, fat, uh, sodium is... Um, uh, sodium is... Um, um, high, higher in the in, is pretty high in Beyond Burger. Yeah, pretty high in Impossible Burger, and less for the regular, right? Whopper. Um, Definitely, and sodium is protein is, is pretty comparable, right? Right. Everything else is pretty comparable. Fat, pretty comparable. Sure. I mean, you can look at it, if you want to go element by element. Um, they are pretty much commensurate, uh, and sodium is. Uh, something that you're going to generally with processed plant foods have uh, more sodium. So that is something that makes it not something that you would want to be pounding down uh, every day or or several times a day as, as people sometimes do. But uh, you also have to look at other factors such as uh, the fact that meat has no fiber. Uh, all plants have fiber. Uh, so that right there, fiber, of course, is uh, a nutrient that a majority of Americans are deficient in. You, there were some articles. There was a big study that they just came out, um, or a series of reports in this magazine called "The Animals of Internal Medicine." Uh, I get it. The <laughs> and it was um, about how meat isn't so bad for you. Mm. Right after right, all, sure. uh, wow! We don't yeah. have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Um, so um, it's like a free ticket, right? It's a free ticket to, to just to, keep doing what you're doing. Everything will be absolutely fine. But that was that's a that's a pretty respectable journal, you know. Well, it was reviewed. a pretty respectable journal. This <laughs> is how I would put it. Annals is also uh, Annals of Internal Medicine is also the one that uh, published the study on butter a few years ago that led to Time Magazine putting the infamous cover, butter is back, and telling everybody, just go ahead and eat all the butter you want, because the butter is fine. Um, and both of these were done by uh, in by meta-analyses where you can uh, pick studies that you want to, you know, you can cherry-pick, basically, your data and come up with a given conclusion. And most, um, like, serious peer-reviewed journals will look very hard at, at those and whether they're, they're ingenuous and... Uh, Annals seems to have a lower standard for that. And in this case, um, they were kind of embarrassed by the fact that there were certain connections to the meat industry that were not disclosed. 
um, and that basically I I will I do not have any evidence for mm. this, but I conjecture that this was generated by uh, friends of the meat industry in order to generate these very headlines, which they knew that once the headlines come out saying, keep eating meat, it's fine, uh, so many people will see those, so many fewer people are going to see the correction later on and say, oh, you know that thing? It wasn't really, it was bogus. You can't unsee that that right. that um, kind of support for the meat. You know, We're getting to a point where veganism is so becoming so mainstream that there's going to be a huge pushback by the meat industry to start uh, muddying this issue and start trying to do anything they can to, from various channels to stop. There are laws uh, that have to do specifically with even using the word burger to, to for somebody to say impossible burger. No, it's not a burger because it doesn't have any meat. They don't want the non-meat products to even use the word burger. Right. I think that's okay. But I was thinking that... <laughs> you think that what's okay? That it's okay to use the word burger? Yeah, I think it's okay to use the word burger. For well, like, what about meat, then? Oh, called meat? Oh, yeah. wow. Well... I mean, Genesis meat. 129, in the King James Version, you know, God prescribes a plant-based diet for the Garden of Eden and says, these t- shall be to you for meat. Oh, then it's official. Well, somehow that hasn't reached some of the state legislatures who are debating this issue. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, as long as people know what it is, you can call. It. I was thinking that some other meat dishes might want to change their name, such as, well, like say you make a sloppy Joe, yeah, with like with like ground beef, right? If you use non-beef, yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be so sloppy. I think it would be like a meticulous Joe. <laughs> I mean, the joke is that that Ernest, um, Ernest, you know, plant-based products Joe. and venues have been playing this game on their own forever. By they want to cue the consumer that it's not actual animal-based meat, so that you know the thing of spelling cheese with a Z, or you know, having uh, I forget, uh, I can't think of some of the best examples now, but I mean they definitely have had sloppy such and such to indicate this is a different, this is a variation on sloppy joe where we don't use meat. So they've been invested in this. It's just that now people are trying to make laws that will stop this from happening. It's very clear. Everybody who looks into this says it's obvious that their concern is not that people are actually going to be confused. It's their concern is that that people will, this will make these uh, you know, as popular as our product, and we don't want that because then we'll lose market share. Right. And they're trying to get it in the case right next to the real meat, and there's, that's another turf battle. Yeah, and in fact, Beyond Burger, um, what kind of pioneered that? Now, I, I said that earlier, and my boss at the American Vegan Society said, well, Tofurky was doing that back many decades ago, and that's true. The Tofurky roast, uh, you know, the holiday roast, at during Thanksgiving, they would put that because there was no separate place that you would look for plant-based holiday roast. They would put it usually in the yeah, right. freezer with the other turkeys. Um, but Beyond Meat, when they came out, they made it a uh, part of the deal. If the store was going to carry their product, they had to put it in next to the actual uh, meat that it was replacing, and that was yeah. that was a big thing. Kroger's now uh, going to do that with their. The one that they're developing. All right. Um, that's a good transition into what we're going to do next, which is to actually 
cook some of the um, the plant-based uh, substances that I got at the grocery store yesterday. Have you already gotten skittish about <laughs> using that terminology? You're like, <laughs> man, they're going to come and shut us down. All right, wait. And so we'll be right back after this interlude. I bought these, I'll call them meats. This is called Impossible Burger made from plants. Um, 12 ounce package. This well, we already was, tried the Impossible. We should stick to the Beyond for the other one. Yeah, the Impossible Burger was $8.99 for 12 ounces. And the Beyond Burger, the patties I bought was $5.49 for two yeah, patties. They were actually just on sale at All Foods. And I should have grabbed ah, all right. $5. So these are already turned into hamburgers. Yep. Um, want to just grill these? Sure. All right. So we don't have to grill the Impossible Burger on our... Yeah, let's well, do it. I think it makes for a better... Yeah. Impossible in its main All right. claim to fame is the Impossible Whopper, Beyond... I'm going to do them all. All right. Do it however you like. These... They smell... They don't smell exactly like hamburgers, but they. why would they? They don't smell like dog food either yeah but they have these um the, the 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 beyond burgers have this kind of fake fat in it or is that real fat that white <laughs> what's that white stuff it's true what do you think that is uh that's probably uh it's probably coconut oil like chunks okay I mean, that's that's the main knock on beyond in terms of unhealthiness is that that they coconut use coconut oil is coconut oil you know is a big saturated fat Bomb. But the the main the main um, protein is pea protein, right? Yeah. It says it says do not overcook. Edge and interior of patty will still be red or pink when fully cooked. Right. I'm opening the package of Impossible Burger meat. Even smells. It actually smells like funky meat. <laughs> so good for them. All right, this grill is heating up. It's raining though. It's pouring today. I'm gonna clear. I'm, if I clean off the like the meat residue, just enough so um, we can cook these and you feel not too bad eating them. It won't get too much. Um, it's like it's like wiping down the murder scene. All right. All right. You might want to see how this works, because I'm going to put a Beyond Burger on the grill here, and another one. I want to see how it works to grill meat. I've, I've seen people grill meat. Yeah, to grill like this, this pseudo meat. Okay. But you don't have to get it up. You don't have to cook these to make them um, non-toxic. Non-lethal, yeah. Right, non-lethal. Sure. Whereas a beef, if you eat the raw beef, that, that you're risking sickness. If you have a strong immune system, you'll probably be fine, but right. children and old people and people with be. weaker immune systems can die from it. It's just like True. it's just like why, cooking a banana. Well, I guess so. You why? Well, you don't have to. 
I don't know that there's it's, any standard for how much a banana it's nice. needs to be cooked in the first place. I, I, I want to see some. I want to see some change. I want. Oh look, it's brown. It's browning a little under there. Ooh, look, I'm gonna flip the uh, impossible. Okay. Number one. Hey, whoa. Yeah. That looks like a hamburger. There you go. Okay, so now we've cooked the Impossible Burger and the Beyond Burgers. We have two of each, and Vance has offered to taste them with me. Now, yeah, I thought it was interesting. You brought with you a little baggie of mayonnaise, <laughs> yeah. of vegan mayonnaise that you left in the car. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to trying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, vegan mayonnaise doesn't, doesn't go bad quite at the same rate as egg-based mayonnaise. Oh, really? That's well, probably most, just in general a, a, a rule of thumb for plant-based yeah, I mean, foods. Animal, animal products will, will putrefy more. I mean, we were talking about sodium. Remember that sodium in our diets, we have meat to thank for that because it was basically coming up with a way to stop flesh from putrefying, that salting started out in, in human civilization. That so, was also the case with... With milk, which which we really, I didn't even mention. Yeah. With the with the milk, you know, milk goes bad, and it, it has its own kind of yeah. early warning system, you know, when it's going bad, because it smells bad. All right, so you you're you know I, I'm just gonna dress this burger with all the kind of regular crap right. I usually put on it. Okay, now you're trying a Beyond Burger. Yes, yep. sir. All right, I'll do that. I'll put a Beyond Burger on this bun with onions, some ketchup. Some vegan mayo. Yeah. That's hilarious. Now, I will say this is veganaise. I like just mayo better than veganaise, but just mayo. I don't know if they're ever coming back to store shelves. They've, that, they've been kind of squirrely about the whole thing. Really? So, and, and I suppose they had issues. what they have. There were issues about calling it anything like mayonnaise, right? Yeah, well, just mayo. As I don't know if people even remember, but that was one of the first. Yeah. Uh, big. It was a big lawsuit in the labeling wars was because they used the word mayo in their product and. Right. All right. I'm gonna try Beyond Burger, which I've never right. had. We had the Impossible Whopper. I had that. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'll try it at the same time. Mm. Oh my God! It's so good. Being able to eat something like me again. <laughs> you really missed it, didn't you? It's like coming home. Like coming home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th this is, uh, you know, uh, I wonder if you can get crispier. Huh? Mm -hmm. Um. Could have been. It's a little chewy, right? A little bit chewy, yeah. A little bit chewy. It could have probably stayed on a little longer, but mm -hmm. they spooked you by telling you not to overcook it on the label. I know. I don't. I don't lo love this, but it's it's okay. What do you think the the barriers are, or what do you think is next for for these? These fake meats. I mean, um, do you think 
they have a chance to catch on, like you know, at at the, at the ball game, um, people ordering it. Um, I, I, to me, there, there's still a connection between beef and and I'm a guy, right? I was just sure. grilling. I wanted to grill it. As you were indicating, I mean, these particular things, burgers as a as a food item, in contrast to like a steak, it really isn't so much about the constituency of the burger itself. It's it's more about the context. Just the physical burger gets enveloped in these other flavors and textures before you eat it. And say at the ball game, all right, the cookouts, these other things. Though there's larger social contexts that are uh, are a huge factor in how you appreciate or don't appreciate the thing. You wouldn't necessarily have. If you're sitting in like in a lab trying to eat a Beyond Burger, where it's just somebody handing you one at a cookout and saying, "Here, I'll try one of these burgers," it would be a different kind of uh, of, of situation. So it, it, that affects how you you know your mindset as you're as you're approaching it. Actually, affects yeah. whether you find it palatable enough to pass. You know, I, here's the thing: is that, um. The goal of these kind of fake uh, meat burgers is to taste as close as possible to a real burger and really not necessarily better because that would be different. Right. So the end result may be for me to say it tastes just like a regular hamburger. Why should I even bother switching? Right? And that's exactly true. And when you ask what the next step is, really the next step, which we've been promised for quite some time, specifically by Beyond Meat, is bringing the price down. They should, obviously, they're getting a much um, larger distribution network. They're, both of these are showing up in, um, in a lot of different places, and that's hopefully going to uh, be able to help them uh, be more efficient in their production and... Uh, be able to bring the price down. Now, if you have a choice between a regular Whopper and an Impossible Whopper that costs a dollar less, then it's we're looking at a, a real game changer versus one that you still have to pay more in order to have this weird thing. Right. And, and because it's a technology in a way, right? Right. And in down. fact, there's a, um, there's a great report that came out in between... Uh, the first podcast in this one by Rethink X about how the meat industry is going to go into a death spiral soon because these replacement products are coming from all these different angles. Um, and this is uh, essentially treating food as software um, because you can do that because you're starting from the most base components and building up, whereas meat is taking an animal and knocking it down and into its constituent parts. And that's something that they've gotten, you know, they've gotten that technology pretty much as far as it can possibly go with the animal, whereas food as software can continue improving with newer and newer versions. Um, and they're going to be able to compete in a way that theoretically the, the meat-based uh, meats aren't. So, I mean, the animal-based meats. So we'll see if that bears out. But obviously the price point would be I think the biggest thing to to actually make a difference in the marketplace, being able to do it. Uh, I mean, obviously, so far they're they haven't been able to get the kind of volume advantages and distribution advantages that 
you know, meat products have just had taken for granted for all this time, but they are actually working up to that. And I think uh, we may see that starting mm-hmm. to change soon. But it's interesting how you say building up and rather that, that's what's happening in manufacturing too, you know, where, mm-hmm. where um, you know, they're using 3D printing to make things in, and to build them up uh, instead of taking some existing material and like um, right. shaving pieces off of it. Um, and they're actually 3D printing meat now too. No! There's a company that's specifically dedicated to 3D printing meat. So you can make Lego pieces out of meat. Um, should we try the, the, the homemade impossible just to, to cap things off? All right. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it plain. Okay. I'm going to use this knife. Uh, well, of course, I'm going to be getting... It still on. has that stankiness, and I don't know why. I mean, it, it, it makes you feel authentic in a way, but... Yeah, that, that reminds me much more of eating meat. Meat. This is more like meat. Mm-hmm. I think the beyond may be too far beyond. Yeah, this one's okay. I you know, um, it, it this one got a, um, kind of um, well done on the edges, and it tastes like meat yeah. in that way. All right, so we tried the Burger King Impossible Whopper. All right, I tried it. Yeah, it was fine. It was great mm-hmm. because I realized that what makes a Whopper taste great is the mayo, the 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 bread, the lettuce, the tomato, right, and the the salt and all that, right? Yeah. Um, that slab of, of 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 hard brown stuff in the middle was just as good. Um, we came home. We made on the grill. We made Beyond Burger, mm-hmm. and we tried a home version of Impossible. Mm-hmm. And I like the Impossible the way that cooked up um, burger like. And uh, the Beyond was a little, uh, okay, I yeah. guess I undercooked it a little, but um, could have been. But you don't have to worry about dying from undercooking. No, well, I mean, you don't have to worry about dying, but not because of that. Oh really? Well, you're you're going to die. I didn't. Well, anyway, let's just think the most of the time we have left. <laughs> um, so, um, Vance, thank you for um, doing another episode. A vegan sympathizer. It was great having your advice as we grilled these these fake meats. Um, and Although I will just, even though we're wrapping up, I will say it's popular to call it fake meat. Um, it's actual meat. It's just plant based. But if fake meat makes it work for you, sure, whatever. All right. So we'll be back with another episode where we do something else. Exactly. For destiny, the perfect battle recipe. Who will rule the land in a world too hard to understand? Animal versus vegetable, the battle will begin. The edible, the incredible, only one can win. Cannibal and vegetarian, animal. Of civilization, if the vegetation rules the nation, animal versus vegetable, the battle will begin. The edible, the incredible, only.